0: Randy had hoped that the vandalism might be the work of teenage thugs or Halloween haters, but the culprit had turned out to be an ordinary bear that had wandered out of the woods one night with a hankering for half-rotten pumpkin. By the middle of November, Randy was worried that her detective skills would end up wasted in a town like Deer Creek. She'd lost all hope of investigating anything truly criminal. Then, finally, a week before Thanksgiving, Randy's prayers had been answered. The Deer Creek Bank had been robbed. She'd heard about the crime the usual way, by eavesdropping on the sheriff. Deer Creek didn't have a newspaper or television station. But when anything happened, you could always depend on the town's two biggest gossips, Sheriff Ogle and Betty Prufrock, to get the word out. Randy had been grabbing a treat at Betty Prufrock's ice cream parlor when she overheard the sheriff, Mayor Lander's, and Mrs. Proofrock discussing the theft over double scoop cones. From what Randy could gather, someone had slipped into the Deer Creek bank after office hours. The thief never touched the money in the vault or the tills. Their loot of choice was office supplies, and they'd gone straight for the good stuff. The rubber bands and paper clips had remained untouched. Instead, the burglar had taken Post-its and Sharpies, notebooks, and highlighter pens. It had to be one of the employees, Randy had heard the sheriff say. The culprit in question knew how to turn off the alarms and slink around the security cameras. The bank's new owner was demanding the sheriff set up a stakeout, but the sheriff seemed convinced that the crime was a one-time affair. Who's going to use that many office supplies? She'd asked her friends. Maybe a burglar with a lot of pen pals, Betty Proofrock had suggested. The mayor, who was sitting with his pet skunk curled up in his lap, shook his head at the question and wondered out loud if the world had gone totally nuts. Randy had a hunch that the thief wasn't done with the Deer Creek Bank. The stolen office supplies were likely being sold online, and post didn't come cheap. The crook was probably making a killing, and he, or she, must have figured out that the sheriff wasn't interested in investigating stolen highlighter pens. Pudge had spotted an office supply delivery truck parked in front of the bank that morning. A little afternoon sleuthing had confirmed that the supply closet had been restocked. If Randy was right, the thief would soon be going back for more. Ninja 2 and Ninja 3, get ready to rock and roll, Randy whispered into her walkie-talkie. The time had come to crack the case. Ninja One, we have a problem, Pudge replied. Randy heard a high-pitched giggle in the background, and she knew Pudge's cover had been blown. Randy peeked over the monument. Pudge was right where she'd left him, stationed behind a car parked on the east side of the square. But he was no longer alone. Two little girls in cotton candy-colored coats had ambushed him. Randy recognized Pudge's eight-year-old twin sisters, Maya and Lilia, who appeared to be experiencing mind-bending sugar highs. One of the girls had nabbed Pudge's hat while the other was trying to climb her brother for a piggyback ride. The frenzy had attracted the attention of a tall, well-dressed woman who just exited the Founder Square bakery with a cake box in one hand. Pudge's mom must have taken the girls out for dessert. Kelly Eugene Taylor, is that you? she asked, using the name Pudge always begged her not to mention in public. Why on earth are you hiding behind that car? And why weren't you home when dinner was served? Your father is not a happy man right now. But mom, Pudge tried to get a word in edgewise. Don't butt mom me, mister. Get your rump off that pavement and help me get these two girls home. I swear all it takes is a packet of sugar to turn them stark raving mad. But mom, Pudge tried again. Now, Pudge, his mother ordered in a voice that was pure business. Randy felt for the kid. She really did. But she couldn't allow Pudge's capture to compromise the entire mission. She pressed the button on her walkie-talkie. Ninja 3, we're going in without you. Aw, do you have to? Pudge groaned just before Randy switched off her walkie-talkie. She crept through the dark park toward the alley that ran down the right side of the bank. DC was already waiting for her in the shadows. Look, DC whispered. The side door of the bank was ajar.